Welcome to Sin City with Nick Manessis and Dane McLean. Live chat about everything cinema, from new releases, iconic films, and plenty more for you movie lovers. Live for CMRU.ca. And now, to the men behind the mic. Hello, MRU, and welcome again to Sin City. I'm one of your hosts, Nick Manessis. This is Dane McLean, co-host of Sin City. Thank you all for joining us on a very rainy Sunday in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. How's everyone doing around the world? Before we get to today's topic, it's going to be Jurassic Park. Because 27 years ago today came one of the biggest blockbusters ever that changed cinema forever. But before we get to that, I'd like to ask you, how are you doing, Dane? How like how, how you been now, now with the state of the world that's going on? I'm not doing amazing. It's hard to be that good in this time. It's just so... It's, it's a very sad time to be alive with just so many issues in the world right now. But I think we can only focus on just loving each other and trying to stay unified as people. And that's kind of keeping me positive, at least, just seeing that everyone's coming together to support a really, really important cause. So That's good. That's very good to hear, Dane. How are you good. doing, Nico? about the same as you like i'm pretty upset at how the state of the world is going but i also am doing all i can to stay positive i have you guys of course and i've also been uh trying to find ways like watching films also to just and way to distract myself from what's going on here but, and, and you were right too what we can do is basically be kind and compassionate to one another and that will make all the difference in the world it's true everyone in the world we just need to find ways to see more of our similarities than our differences and realize that we're all we're all in this together it's the honest truth is that we need each other so that's right great very much yeah absolutely oh hello oh ben hello oh, oh okay windows defender popped up i'm here now oh, that firewall they try to get you you know well they try to help you actually a firewall you know Is your computer have a firewall i don't know sometimes yeah you got your new laptop yet, Dane? You've been talking about it for like a year. <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, what the? <laughs> I realized I don't really need one, so. You don't? I, I can do Adobe on my computer. I never realized, so. Is I the free I'm... trial over, by the way? I haven't even checked because I haven't used it in a bit. Like the Adobe Creative Cloud trial. I'm I'm very confused about that as well because it seems to still work, but maybe that's because I'm doing spring courses. I don't know. I'm not sure. I should try. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing. See what happens. You should see what happens. I, I don't know for sure yeah. though. I mean, I can check right now to see. Because I mean, the whole reason was about like COVID stuff, and you know, with fall semester, you know, that's gonna be. You know, I was gonna say indoors. That's a word for it. But like, you know, I guess it's always indoors, whether you're at school or home. Except for that one class. Yeah. 
trees tree class <laughs> arbor what, what, what's the proper term for that i'm blanking like study of trees arborist i think so yeah. i love trees you love trees i love trees nick do you love trees I love trees. Yeah, very much yeah you're nice gives you shade life you know we're here breathing sure does yeah yeah my addition seems to still be working so i think i think we have access to it still no maybe irv snuck in a little email for us you know <laughs> snuck him to 20 maybe i think they they have extended it probably because yeah like you said, online classes will continue for the next year, probably. So I think we'll have access like we would if we were working at school. So Jurassic Park, right? JP? Yeah. But before we get to today's topic, oh. I'd like to ask you, Ben, how you how are you doing on the, these days? Oh, um, myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to be back on the show. I was on the premiere episode. And, you know, that was a great fun. We were talking about sci-fi movies and right. it was a lot of fun. And I'm excited to be back. Awesome. We're happy to have you. Sin City. Great crew. Yes, yes. Ben Goodman is back, people. And in case if you haven't heard, he provided the awesome narration for our opening theme. Yes. Honored, honored to do it. True. True. It's so good. Yes, it is. So, Ben, seriously, you you have a great narrator voice, by the way. Seriously, you should should do audiobooks, like tell bedtime stories to children. I should. You know, that'd be be fun. I'd definitely be down for that, you know. Thank you. I would love to. So, let's get down to today's topic. 27 years ago today, or rather two days later, came one of the most groundbreaking films of all time, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Love it. Steven Spielberg. Love it. Yes. Put dinosaurs on the map. Uh, I'm sorry? They put dinosaurs on the map. So true. I mean, archaeologists saw it, but you know what I mean. I mean, speaking as, and this, I guess, is part of my resident role of being the oldest person on the show, I was like, I, because I was, I don't know if both, because I know Nick, you definitely weren't, but Dane, I'm not, I I forget the year you were born. Not to. Uh 96. <laughs> so yeah, you missed it. You missed I was alive when this movie came out in the theaters and just people like di- like everyone we loved dinosaurs and the movie it was a huge huge hit. And um yeah, and just love it. Mm-hmm. And it revolutionized special effects, CGI especially. And that's something that I kind of, you know, like um confused me a little like how can it be that today's CGI isn't as good as the CGI of before. Like, come on. Yeah. I've watched like making up stuff and I'm not really eloquent, but just, I know they did some sort of technique, like, because it was early, it's like 90s CGI, but they did some technique, I forget, like to make it, I don't want to say practical because it's like, I don't know if, I forget the exact method they did. With them sort of just blabbing, but just they did whatever they did made them just so believable. The dinosaurs, 
Oh yeah. And in case you didn't know something like it was part CGI and part practical, like the, the Raptors at the end that, that was actually done through guys wearing suits with no CGI involved. Oh, there you, there you go. And some of them were like mechanical oh, yeah. robotic dinosaurs too, right? Uh, like, like puppetry? Yeah. 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 Which mechanical animals. Really That's in a Marilyn Manson album, but this is mechanical <laughs> dinosaurs. <laughs> that is true. I was actually literally just listening to mechanical animals before I went into the call, so that that kind of went nicely. <laughs> Shout out double M. <laughs> An amazing cast dress yeah. part, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. With his Laura, Laura Dern. Oh yeah. You love her. And that's why like that's why like Steven Spielberg's so great is like I mean like the effects and stuff like of the dinosaurs would make people like really into the movie, but what makes it deeper is you care about the characters and you need great actors to provide that. So rather than just be like an empty spectacle, which you've seen a lot over the years, especially recently, like these big disaster movies. It's like, who cares about the actors? It's just old effects. But this, it's like, it's the best of both worlds. It's got the amazing effects. And you got, like, amazing performances. And just, even, like, the kid actors. Well, Spielberg's always so good directing kids. Oh, yeah. I forget the name of the kid actors, but every, it's so believable. Yeah. I was obsessed with the, well, at least the first two. Well, even the third one. For the better half of my adolescence childhood up until like i was probably 12 11 to 12 i was completely obsessed with the entire franchise i watched it probably every day at least the first job wow. every every day for like a year maybe it was it was almost unhealthy but <laughs> but look how you turned out you turned out good so i'd say you know yeah. turn into a dinosaur fiend absolutely <laughs> Some would say I have, but dinosaur fiend, dinosaur junior. That's you, Dane. And <laughs> but and then the amazing thing. I mean, we're we're going over the place with this um, Jurassic Park discussion. Is he? I forget the order. He might have done this one first, but he yeah he filmed Jurassic Park, and then the same year he put out Schindler's List. And oh, yeah, yeah, that was because then when he was filming Schindler's List, like once he wasn't actually filming it he in his downtime be editing jurassic park and i guess how therapeutic that would be because obviously the heavy subject matter and soon there's less how important that movie is it's good to like take your mind off of that by just direct i mean editing this kind of light-hearted kind of fun dinosaur movie which is just also that's almost just great advice not just about movies in general like especially we got heavy times are going on right now mm. find your own equivalent of editing jurassic park in your life with everything going on yeah uh, spielberg is a very versatile director like like i like how he manages to his films have different tones like one like you know how jurassic park and et are more light-hearted and for kids yeah. and then there's films like schindler's list saving private ryan that were more gnarly and more adult yes well done and then he did this similar thing which i'm not like with lost world um then he i think he did amistad the same year which right. so he did the same thing which 
Yeah. yeah so just incredible. Did he do any of the sequels, Spielberg? He did only The Lost World, the second one. And then the third one was by a guy, that, Joe Johnston, who did the first Captain America movie, The Rocketeer. Um, I'm blanking on his other movies, but... And then he kind of helped, at least in the marketing, which who knows, would you believe with that? He kind of helped shepherd the first Jurassic World and like handpick Colin Trevorrow and stuff. And he was that he was very prominent in the marketing because I guess, you know, Jurassic, Jurassic Park 3 is kind of more of a crazy, kind of crazy action movie. And they want to make it seem like, OK, this is more of a direct continuation of Spielberg's movie. So they have him in the marketing even though he was actually directing it. Mm. And, you got, and what do you guys think of the, the newer films, like the Jurassic World and its sequels? Um, I mean, it's almost like here's like we, we've we had a discussion. Here's the thing. We talk so much. I don't know what we talk about on air or off. So, But for the benefit of this, is, um, I think it's very reminiscent of like how like the new Star Wars movies are. Is like they're kind of there's a lot of like kind of nostalgia bait yeah. and like with the with the second one coming out which would have come out this year but i guess it's coming out next year now given everything like i know like the entire original cast for the most part is gonna be in the sequel and just and um but this will be the th this is the third one right because because then yeah that's right i'm blanking that's this is the third one but yeah i don't know like they're they're good, but the, it kind of is too close to like I don't know. Like it's a, it gets a bit pandering at times. Mm, I think at your point, yeah. Like it's more about trying relies too much on nostalgia than trying to be its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. You compare. Well, yeah. <clears throat> when I I watched Jurassic World first in in IMAX, and I was actually impressed by it. Like in, uh, the story, not so much, but in terms of like the the presentation, the aesthetic, like of the park, the effects, yeah. and that it got top scores. But for well, the story, for sure. much. And again, another great cast, Chris Pratt, and then uh, mm -hmm. I know like there was problems with Bryce Dallas Howard. She's a great actress, but I know like there's a thing of like there's the famous thing of there's the scene where she's running, but she's got the high heels on, and that was kind of yeah. seen as misogynistic kind of thing of like goes oh, to the height, but just yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I still haven't seen any of the new ones fully, but I've watched a little bit of Jurassic World. Um, just one of those things like passively watching it at my my cousin's house. Um, and he he seemed to really like it. He's of that age, I think, that's more kind of like the demographic, right? Yeah. Um, and, but personally, I'm kind of... I don't know. I, I don't know. That came out, what, 2015? So that's already five years old. Yeah. Which is surprising. And, like, Dane, it's almost like you you experienced those feelings as a kid mm -hmm. watching, like, Jurassic Park, those movies. So it's like... Yeah. And this is kind of seems like a bit of a retread. So it's like, it might be good, but, like, it will never be, like, those original movies to you. And if it yeah. touches, like, the new generation, like, similar to, like, the new Star Wars movies... Then I guess that's a good thing, even though, like you said, yeah. the, he was more of the your was more of the target demo of it. Yeah, like he's he's three or four, you know, no, he's like six years younger than me. He's so it was interesting watching, seeing it through someone else's eyes, and then seeing that like, I don't know, I just didn't feel the same 
feeling as I did with the original. It's yeah. just something, something's different about it. Yeah. I can't quite, I think it's just, it looks a little bit too, too CGI overload for me. Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I'll have to watch it fully. Yeah. It's being rendered with your eyes. I know, yeah. Also, it's like Dane. I know a bit. I know a bit about you, Dane. Not to break news here, but you're ta- like you're, you. You want to see? You want to watch uh, Stalker, like Tarkovsky? Shout out to Joe Tominsky. But like, like you know, that's not. You're not necessarily rushing out to see Jurassic World stuff. I mean, as a kid, you yeah. were, but like your interests more like in more foreign films and kind of art house yeah. stuff. So, so it's not really made for me, but. I guess, I guess people do like it. The original, like the Jurassic World, um, they're not the original, but the new one, the first new one. Yes. I don't really know. Like, how well did it do among fans? Do you think? Oh, box office! It was a massive. I know it was a massive. Hit. I think maybe the biggest the box office that year. I can't remember, but but I think it. I recall it was on the movie, like it got a pretty good reaction, but it was one of those movies as months went on. I remember like there being debates online mm-hmm. and like sort of like nitpicking. Like it's just it's one of those movies like in the moment, like you love it. But as you sort of start to think about it more, and especially as it's on home video and you watch it more, you kind of the, the like the flaws stick out a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just say, I think it's safe to say that Jurassic World, it's more like a popcorn movie. You just watch it. Yeah. Just- for the entertainment value, but not for the artistic value. Yeah. Let's see. It's a fun night out, you know, fun night out the movies, but then, yeah. 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 I don't know. There's something, there's something more magical about just the first film, like the original film. Oh, yeah. Just, just a feeling. It's just something different. You just recognize it instantly. One of the best m- m- movie themes, too, I think. John Williams, like, mm-hmm. one incredible score. Oh, yeah. Love that main yeah. theme. Definitely. Yeah. John oh, yeah. Williams is the Hans Zimmer. I would like our granddaddy's Hans Zimmer, let's say. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah but I, I get your point, Dane. Like, yeah, because Jurassic, Jurassic Park, like the first one, was really magical because I think that what Jurassic World fails is not just the, like, the reliance on CGI, but I think it's the characters because before you, you actually loved and rooted for the human characters, but in Jurassic World, I got that feeling that the characters were more um, like, you know, stereotypes, like cardboard yeah. cutouts. Mm. Yeah. It almost becomes a bit like the thing with the horror movies, like the, mm-hmm. like the setup, like they're kind of obnoxious. Not everyone, but like they're kind of obnoxious characters you can't wait to see them die, for lack of a not to put it like in those terms, but you know, that's classic mm-hmm. slasher horror movie thing. Like the, the teens at the beach house and you see them be obnoxious. I think of Cabin in the Woods in particular, which kind of sort of subverts all that. But mm-hmm. he did with that Joss Whedon. But then it's like, then you, the rest of the movie is just, yeah. Gruesome ends. <laughs> Gruesome ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Even with the... Um... There's something about the original movies, like even I'll jump to like Jurassic Park. Was it Jurassic Park Two or what? What was the name of like, the Lost like, World? It's the Lost World, right? Yeah. There's something even about that one. It's just the cinematography is just really, it's really good. 
Mm -hmm. It's really it's something about it. You have like the there's something very realistic about it. It doesn't it doesn't feel like you're like watching I don't know. You're not you're not watching this big big budget film, even though I mean it was a big budget first time, no doubt. No, I guess feel like it's sorry. It doesn't feel like a huge, huge, huge Hollywood movie. It just seems like a like a decent a decently budgeted Hollywood movie. I guess you could say it's spared no expense. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Hey, look, what's it, and this is both let's talk about more about modern movies too about mask this opinion of you too but like when like the movie i'm thinking a lot of marvel movies in particular so i'm jumping over the place but like when it's all like the cgi like big battle stuff that lasts for 30 minutes mm -hmm. like some of those are good but then with some of those movies like it's like i get kind of sleepy like it's like it's so much onslaught of like 20 minutes of just like loud like score and like explosions and stuff it's just like let's oh, chill out a bit movie like you know i know that these are life and death stakes and like the world's gonna explode and all that but it's just there's something about like how the movies used to be like with jurassic park like those are certainly huge stakes there too but it felt more grounded and felt yeah. more close to the characters rather than just being like you're seeing nothing but computer effects on a screen for like what like a big 20 minute chunk at the end of the movie and just i don't know it can be kind of exhausting yeah there's there's better pacing probably like the 1997 one lost world i remember there were some sub scenes where it was a lot of dialogue for 10 15 minutes yeah it was like laboratory scenes and it just it, i'm sure there was also that in the the new ones because i haven't i haven't seen them so i don't really know but i don't know it just felt like there it was more character driven from yeah what i saw from the new ones versus the old ones the old ones were more character driven yeah i mean that's also the touch of like not to it's an easy crutch but like having Spiel, steven spielberg like directing it who's been doing movies forever and like like thinking like jaws like that was like seen as like the first major summer blockbuster but then you actually watch it and how intimate that movie is and how fully character driven that is and just mm. it's so well done and he brings that same touch to the jurassic park movies and yeah just yeah. you really care about it's it's i keep we could call it back to that but you just really care about the characters more and it's like it's almost like the big effects are like a bonus you know that that's why you keep coming back that's why dane you watch it every day that's why you watch Jurassic yeah. Park every day. there wasn't if it was just like an effects reel it'd be mm -hmm. like okay yeah that's cool but then you obviously care about the characters and just the whole feel of the movie and like the awe and wonder like yeah. the, there's i think of the great scene of like it's like laura dern the kids sorry about, i don't have the character names laura dern the kids but like when they were first they first spot like the dinosaurs and stuff and like the score swells and they, they got that look of awe and wonder and you see like it's just so well done and it's just yeah it puts it's like they're like the audience surrogate of like they it's it's tough to do but like their awe is replicating the audience like they feel that when they actually sees the dinosaurs we as well are like wow that's amazing mm -hmm. like and they really like put you in that world yeah that first reveal of the mm -hmm. the actual park and there's a build up to it and then it's like it's like a really interesting kind of uh emotional ride the original ones like you love the dinosaurs but then you also get scared by them and then it's like equal parts 
you're interested by like the obviously like the big herbivore dinosaurs are like really mm-hmm. beautiful but then there's like obviously the velociraptors come out and you're they, they show the scary side of these animals but it's it's a great it's just it has everything yeah and so much he was Spielberg such a master of like tension of like of course there's the famous scene which has been parried a lot of like they're in the car and you see like the boom and like there's like the water there and you see like it just rumbling and yeah. it take it's like 30 seconds to a minute before it actually happens but when you're watching it for the first time or even like when you're rewatching it like you still feel yeah. like you're like get scared and like there's also the kids in the kitchen like hiding from the raptors and stuff and like as they just scour oh. run and stuff like that's scary and it's really the, the, so good the yes. mirrored um the mirrored drawers of the kitchen yeah that, that was really interesting those yeah. like that perspective of, yeah and it's like, just yeah the scariest moments are like just it's like in the anticipation of like mm-hmm. that before, like even before the dinosaurs fully like catch up with the humans or kids and stuff it's just yeah it's like there's claws yeah claws on the ground and there's kind of like they're screeching mm-hmm. before you even see them it's 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 really good yeah there's so many scenes. one of my favorite scenes from the originals has have has got to be um i don't know the the actor's name but newman from seinfeld oh, wayne knight wayne knight <laughs> great his his scene uh, is that in the second one? Yeah, I think that's in the Lost World. He um, has a very unfortunate end. It's kind of it's pretty disturbing actually, but the scene is is iconic. Right? Oh, it's like, it's like the first ten minutes of the second one, I think. And he is, I mean, <laughs> he is so he's such a, he's such a worm. Like in every every movie, like he's just like so despicable, just talking like Daffy Duck. Which he was in Space Jam too. Wayne Knight was in Space Jam. Very good yeah, Space that's true. That's true. And I'm just it, looking over this cast again. Like Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, B.D. Wong, Samuel Jackson. Just incredible cast. Bob. Pat- Definitely. Yeah, I think. My opinion, we discussed this in our last episode because I think what the new the new films, like sequels in general, say that what the originals don't have is heart because the, the original Jurassic Park, like it brought people together because it had characters that are real, r- relatable, and people we actually care about. But nowadays, it's just about just making money, basically. That's pretty much the end goal. Yeah, it's like, hey, you remember this from your childhood? Well, here it is again. Like, you know, with rebooting stuff. And like some some reboots are better than others, but and then hopefully, you know, the filmmakers take it more seriously and stuff. But there is a bit of like mining stuff that people loved in the past rather than create like new, like original. Like make the new Jurassic Park, like make the new like that is that isn't like without the IP, like just whatever. I don't like you know I'm wording that bad but you know make the new original concept Jurassic Park style movie without it being Jurassic Park yeah yeah I, I was wrong by the way I said Wayne or sorry yeah is it Wayne Knight yes his um yeah I think I guess that was the original original the first film wasn't it 1983 yeah he so was in the first one okay mistaken I couldn't remember which one was which, but yeah. I really like the second one, too. What do you guys think of The Lost yeah, World? Julianne yeah. Moore is in Lost World. I forgot about that. Yeah. Incredible. 
Again, yeah. great actor. Jeff Goldblum. Well, he's... Was he in the other one, too? I can't remember. Yes. Right. Yeah. I think the Jeff second Goldblum... one's kind of... It is a bit more, like, action-y. But it's yeah. very good, like, but in a good way. Like, you know, not in, like, we were just discussing. Like, it's... There's definitely a bit more action in Lost World. And, but it, yeah, it's really good. It's really fun. It's a really, it's more of a fun movie. Like there's something about like the first one that's so timeless, but the second one is just like, that's just a good time movie. I agree. I agree. And I like the, I like the scene at the end when the dinosaurs reach, like, is it San Diego? They get, they're loose in the streets. Mm-hmm. I think that just like, that was one of the most interesting parts of the franchise. The dinosaur, I think it was like the T-Rex just like looking through huh. people's windows mm-hmm. in the suburbs and, just, yeah, just... it adds the scare factor because the first one you think, oh, they're only on this island, you yeah. know, and now they've escaped, and now it's yeah. just like, oh shoot, do you know they're here? Well, Vince Vaughn was also in the last throw. I'm just realizing oh, right. Vince yes. Vaughn from the intern internship intern. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Jurassic Park internship. Yeah, would you go for that? That might be. I need like insurance for like or something like that. It's a bit dodgy. A Jurassic Park internship. <laughs> Not the best track record. Want to make it all live? <laughs> yeah, that part. They never really fixed the problems from the original. They no, just... they don't. Yeah, that's kind of my beef, like, with, like, like not, I mean, it's, they're movies, so this is, like, these are, like, very practical. It's like, why make a new, like, why make a, like, a Jurassic World? Like, you saw what happened. I mean, I guess it's, like, you know, they, was, they weren't really thinking there. <laughs> no tough electric fences and even more incompetent security guards. That's yeah. right. <laughs> All money would not, Yeah, would not want to go anywhere near there. I like to watch on the screen, but man, scary. Yeah. What do you guys think of uh, the next one, Jurassic Park 3? That one is considered to be like the weakest film in the whole franchise. See, that's where Joe Johnson kind of came in. No more Spielberg. But it's that one, if I said that like The Lost World, but this is like full on. It's also like, I think like 90 minutes, like it's super short. There's like no real, it's just almost like full blown. Just that is like a perfect Dane. Like, uh, like you saw, you saw as we says kid, <laughs> so as we says kids, like moves as, as a kid, you're not multiple kids. You saw these movies. I screwed yeah. my girls there. You saw those movies as a kid. There we go. Yeah. So, like, that's a perfect like little kid movie, like Jurassic Park three. It's just like, oh man. Yeah. It's like you're, I, I it's like, like, like you're playing with your action figures, you know. Exactly. I really liked it actually at the time. Like I loved it. I found it to be really. I found it to be really dark, like compared to the other two. It was. It was more like graphic, like that. A lot of death, I recall. Yeah. I mean, not like basically all of them have it, but that one in particular. Yeah, like that, that airplane, airport runway scene. That's yeah. like traumatizing. Like the guy got left behind, and they weren't going to pull over for him to pick him up. What, what happened? He ended up getting like eaten by a spinosaurus, and then the plane crashed into the spinosaurus. I think. Yeah, something. And I'm then, reading here. The script is partially credited to Alexander Payne, the oh. the director writer of Sideways and uh, about Schmidt and the Descendants. That's that's interesting. Yeah, Joe Johnston, director. 
Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Jumanji. Okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Payne and Taylor were not hardcore fans of Jurassic Park friend. Alexander Payne and uh, Jim Taylor. Um, but, uh, but, 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 but although Taylor enjoyed his premise, well, good for you. The two writers watched the previous Jurassic Park films. Well, let's hope so. If you're hired to write the script, let's watch. <laughs> let's watch two movies. If you got, got, so you understand. <laughs> um, and spent the next four weeks writing their draft of the script. Imagine, Ryan Chimney previously written Stranson Roof, of course, which starred Laura Dern. Um, so the so she was actually absent in a previous Jurassic Park three draft. So they decided to write in a small part for Dern to reprise the character. And much of the humor added by Payne and Taylor was not used in the final film. That's too bad. According to Payne, we gave him a new script, and then we saw the movie, and it's all action. They took the rest out. <laughs> <laughs> I like to see their original, if it's especially more comedic. That'd be cool. Could have been. There was very little comedy in the third one. Like, it was just very, like, it was just very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> like, needs, just everything went wrong the whole time. That needs some Dane Giamatti. I think it's some Paul Giamatti in there. You know, he's great in that Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> Alexander Payne, you do sideways later on. Yeah. That's really interesting. I didn't know Alexander Payne helped write Jurassic Park 3. And that is that's in, yeah because the movie is is listed here as ninety two minutes and as we know with runtimes like like part like at least like eight minutes or so of that was the credits the end credits so that's like yeah. eighty Very some minutes movie. of actual movie and for like a big like crazy thing like that like these big man that's that's bare and, bones and the movie really seemed to only be like in one very small location like you could yeah. you could tell that it was all filmed within like maybe a few kilometers like it was just a very small set it seemed like um they have like all i can remember is just like the airport runway and then there's like some sort of um like laboratory that's like in the forest and other than that there's not no real other location yeah. in the whole thing it's like like dinner with jurassic park you know it's like yeah. it's intimate <laughs> but there's also maybe like a beach at the beginning or something yeah but it's super super minute minimal like in terms of like where the characters even go in the yeah love well, lars von trier direct this like it's just like <laughs> it's like mint like crazy my dinner with the spinosaurus basically yeah that's right <laughs> honestly so honestly i would not go to that dinner like again uh, i like I've, I've watched these movies you're not a fish fan spinosaurus oh i love fish mostly fish. The food in the band and uh, and also looking at them, they're not solely food. I shouldn't say that, but sorry to the fish listening to this show. Just sit, sit. <laughs> I don't just instantly see you and be like, ah, I want to eat it. Ah. <laughs> no. But yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. I like, you know, maybe I could, I could be a pen pal with the Brontosaurus. Yeah. That would be better. Do you think they have good penmanship? <laughs> Um, yeah, not bad. I mean, probably yeah. a lot of smudges, a lot of ink smudges, but yeah, I can't say they'd be much worse than me. So I like to, you know, I like to, I'm not very good, so I bet they're better. <laughs> and can you believe that, like, the, the Jurassic Park films, they're all based on novels and no one even noticed it? 
That's true. Michael Crichton, you know, Westworld, which in oh, was like, yeah, and like, well, that's funny. He, cause Michael Crichton directed and wrote the Westworld movie, which wasn't a book, but like he, that was like his first, like fully. Cause he was a, he also helped to create ER as I recall. And, um, what else did he do? I'm blanking, but yeah, it's crazy. Like, and that's why, like, there's some people that see the similarities between Westworld, at least like the original kind of premise, which he's kind of seeing the show, that and Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. the, the kind of amusement park kind of thing, the kind of similarities there. Yeah, Crichton ripping off himself. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, Congo as well. The Andromeda strain. People like that. Uh, yeah, Michael Crichton. Oh, he died in 2008. Rest in peace. Mm. Not to bring it, but he, yeah, he talk about what a legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Michael Crichton attended Harvard. Wow. Oh, he, because he entered for, I'm sorry, I'm just reading Michael Crichton's Wikipedia. That's <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> Which fictional theme park would you visit? Uh, your Jurassic Park or Westworld? <laughs> And that's that's like Sophie's choice. That's tough because you know it's deadly on either side, you know. But Westworld, at least you get to live out kind of a like a fantasy, you know. It's like it's like, hey, I'm gonna be a cowboy, you know. That that's kind of more. And just I don't know, I get scared. Like those raptors, they run so fast. <laughs> I'd be gone or right away. But at least it's go on, Nick. Uh, which raptors are we talking about? Like the real raptors or the raptors? Yeah, I think yeah. Well, I'm see. This is a, I'm, I'm embarrassed because like I used to know all the different dinosaurs as a kid, but now I'm just as you could see throughout this episode, I'm like dinosaur, raptor, T. <laughs> I used to know all the types. I'm so I'm just. <laughs> what about you, Dane? Would you would you rather go to Westworld or Jurassic Park? Westworld has good music. They, you know, Radiohead's in a lot of Westworld episodes. <laughs> That's right. so, I mean, I, they probably the hit place. <laughs> I, I'd probably go there for the music alone. Music. No one, but, yes. yeah, Jurassic World is nostalgic for me, so it'd be it'd be a hard choice. Because you can hear exit music for a film and like old timey piano, you know, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's from my point of view. Uh, Westworld is basically like an, in a way, it's kind of like an open world video game, wouldn't you say? Because you get to choose right. your character, and uh, and there are all that types of Easter eggs too. Yeah. Wow, world of Westworld, right? <laughs> Westworld. But the locations of the Jurassic World or just Jurassic Park park, um, it's beautiful. I think it's like a fictional island, Isla Sorna or something. Isla Sorna. Yeah. And it's filmed. Is it Hawaii? Hawaii they filmed it? And just, I think a few other locations like Puerto Rico, maybe. Hawaii uh, makes sense because like Cal- I'm also was a big fan of the show Lost. And like the locations between Lost and Jurassic, they seem very similar. Like it's very green and just both beautiful locations yeah yeah i think they were supposed to be set like in central america but they were filmed mostly in hawaii i think yeah but it's beautiful beautiful so beautiful setting to get hard killed. choice hard choice no yeah, unless you survive i hope you survive i hope we all survive jurassic park because <laughs> we all got our tickets now 
Oh, really? 2021? Yeah. The world Is opens like, up. Let's uh, go dress in park. That sounds like a good plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they even made a, a Jurassic Park theme park like in, in Orlando, Universal Studios That's as well, right. which I've had the honor of going to when I was 16. I even got myself a keychain. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds great. Yeah. One of the best moments of my childhood, by the way. Yeah. That's Universal theme park, right? That's right. Yeah. What, what, uh, I know we're going to go off track. What, else is, what are the other kind of Universal things that you go to there? The I also went to the Marvel one, but my favorite had to be the Harry Potter theme park. Oh, the Wizarding Wizarding World. Correct. Yes. I even me and my brother, we even got like two ones, like actual props from the films. The oh, that's the awesome. Awesome. That's brought in a keychain. I had a what? rotten childhood. I didn't go to any of these theme parks. I shouldn't say I had a rotten childhood. Wow. <laughs> I hope my mom doesn't hear this. But no, like, <laughs> but I, I would love to go like Disneyland and all this stuff. No. What How about you? Think? you, go? A, you go first. Oh, I was going to, what, what year did you go? Uh, 2013. Okay. I think I went in 2007. Uh, uh, Disney World? Yes. 2007. Yeah. I was Whoa. like grade five or grade six. I think grade six. Nice. Yeah. What do you remember most from it? Um, probably the probably Universal Studios. Maybe there were a lot. We went to like three different parts of the like the areas. It was really cool. It was really cool. I can't remember. Like maybe the Animal Kingdom was kind of interesting. Um, oh yeah. Yes. Epcot, I think Epcot. Oh, yeah. Epcot, classic. Yeah, yeah. it was interesting. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good theme park Yeah, the Hollywood Studios was my favorite theme park in Disney World because you know because all the it had lots of film paraphernalia. I think oh, that's it, awesome. I think it resonated with me more as a huge fan of cinema. So yeah. I want number one pick. That's awesome. Nice. I got to go all these places. I haven't been in any of these places. You'll get a chance now. You'll get a chance. I got to go. You'll go, Ben. Yeah, I'll go. 2021. 2021. Hit all the theme parks. Yeah. Westworld, Jurassic Park, and then, and like, I'm, I'm not just going to the deadly ones, the fictional ones, but yeah, the era. What about, um,. What's another park? Isn't there a park? Simpsons one? That's in Universal. Like, there's a Simpsons themed thing, I think. Anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There is one. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Zombieland. Would you like to go to Zombieland? Zombieland yeah. <laughs> Adventureland. Great movie. Both of Jesse Eisenberg. He was in Zombieland and Adventureland. That's right. Yeah. I love Adventureland. Kristen Stewart was great in it. Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah. What what kind of park would you create if, uh, I mean, you were a director or if you actually had, like, you know, the opportunity to do in real life, what would you do? What theme would you Um, Beach Bum Land? We could do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's for- <laughs> the most broken down tower. Like, you know, because it doesn't have to be glossy because that kind of goes against the aesthetic of the movie yeah. you want to be true to it so it's just you know <laughs> but yeah 
be epic. Yeah. Sort of unrelated. I last night I saw. Have you seen Kiki's Delivery Service? That's mm. a Studio Ghibli movie. Miyazaki. I saw a movie. Tremendous. I, I couldn't get enough. Apparently, there's a Studio Ghibli kind of themed park in Japan. And oh, just, wow. it's very cool. Anyway, that's here you over there. Oh, oh, this is very, um, oh, this is like the era of good, some really good stuff came out of this era. Yeah. Like, uh, uh I'm forgetting the name. Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Yeah, same director. Part. Same director, yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Miyazaki. And he, like, hand draws, like, every, it's a beautiful movie. And anyway. But, yeah. That'd be good to have for the Kiki's Delivery Service episode. <laughs> oh, and uh, before uh, Disney World, I also visited the Disneyland in Tokyo back in 2005. Oh, nice. Yes, but it was a bit of a troubling experience for me because I was... Uh, I was scared shitless of all the guys dressed up as Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> they, were, just, they were like they they were kind of creepy. Like the fact that I don't talk, blame you, Nick. Their mouth didn't move. You yeah. know, it's it's crazy. They try to like sucker kids into like they, we watch Winnie the Pooh and all these characters as kids, Mickey Mouse, and then we go to these theme parks and they're like six, seven foot tall. They look tall. It's like. Dude, how stupid do they think kids are? Like, hey, this little kid, you know, Mickey Mouse is always talking. He's just like, when he's dead, he's just like, like doesn't even, it's just scary. So, yeah. Nick, I don't blame you for being scared. Yeah. Childhood ruined. Yeah. Traumatized for yeah, life. It, it's just some, like, you know, drunk teen in a, in a suit. It's not- <laughs> yeah. What about when you meet, like, a mascot? What, what, what? Were you guys freaked out by like Harvey the Hound and stuff? Oh, I get along with Harvey. I've had some experience. He's all right. He bangs that little thing, you know, that drum. Yeah. He's a wild man, Harvey. Yeah. Well, what did he do one time? It was like really funny. He did something like really iconic. I can't remember. I can't remember. Like he also likes like like crowd surfs and stuff. You actually know like he's, he's like he's like <laughs> he's like Eddie Vedder, like early like nineties Eddie Vedder. He's just a maniac. Harvey the Hound. I think he like taunted a opponent coach or something. <laughs> I think he like got his tongue pulled out or something. No I think fear. No fear. Yeah. yeah, that guy's crazy. Calvin, you know, we we, we try to interview Calvin for a news story. We didn't come up. We didn't. We didn't get. We were able to do that. But we support Calvin the Cougar, of course, and oh, the yeah. Mount Royal establishment. But we tried to do a documentary on Calvin. But life of a mascot, the brainchild of uh, Brendan Flasky. <laughs> <laughs> he was so set on it. There was like no other option. <laughs> we'll do that one day, you know. Yeah, Brooks blow like- the lid off. This Brooks mascot racket. <laughs> Brooks loved it, but I, I just we just didn't have luck with uh, no with it. No, yeah. I emailed so many times and just it was getting patronized by these people because <laughs> it's like they don't they want to protect their image at the mascot. You know, it's like you know they treat him like an actual person, even mm-hmm. though it's you know not again not well. It's a person in a a cat costume or a cougar costume. And they make it seem like it's a living, breathing thing. <laughs> and then, um, uh, 
I think that was yeah, that was the semester John Swan uh, came to our class a few times. We brought some Dairy Queen, and of course the famous Joe Tominski documentary came out of that. That's true. I mean, we complain about like not doing the mascot thing, but then it worked out in the end because we did that wonderful story on Joe Tominski. Yeah, that's high on my portfolio right now. Yeah, it's one of the best things I did in my my four years. Uh, you you had a cool, great night looking at all those movie clips. I remember. It's just... Yeah, this ties into it because Jurassic World or Jurassic Park was. That's right. That's what inspired Tominski. That's one of Tominski's earliest influences. Yeah, uh, Tominski's gained a lot of play on this episode. He's getting a lot of play. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it was him and I that used to watch it almost every day together. Oh no way! Oh wow! Yeah. It all connects. Yeah. Because we we've known each other since we were like four years old, so we watched oh, that's Jurassic awesome. probably twenty plus times together at, at least. That's lovely. A week, twenty plus times a week. Wow. Not, not in total, not in total. <laughs> <laughs> we were really obsessed. Yeah, I, yeah. I think Jurassic World or Jurassic Park was like it was it was great sort of uh, introduction to the world of film for 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 young mm-hmm. people at the time because it, it was so perfectly done like it's like it's showing what movies can do you know you you go to another world that resembles ours kind of but it's it's something different about it something unique some i don't know it makes you inspired it makes you very inspired i mean as i think about like in terms of like the big 90s like blockbusters Mm -hmm. it might be if not the bad, uh, the only one that I think is maybe better is like the ma- ma- the Matrix. But right. besides that, like those are like to me like the top two like '90s like big kind of blockbusters because they're and they just they're they're so timeless and hold up. Yeah, the Matrix. Maybe um, hmm. I, I don't know. '90s blockbusters were pretty were, were pretty good. Like even looking back on them, like a lot of them still hold up. Yeah, they don't seem outdated. Like maybe even, maybe even some two thousands blockbusters are a little bit more outdated than even some nineties blockbusters. Yeah, I'm trying to make a comparison here, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. But I, I feel you. Yeah. Do you think it was the best decade for um, for film? Second oh, that's best. So tough. <laughs> that's so tough. Yeah. Second best to me. What's your favorite, Nick? Of the nineties? Oh no! What's your? You said second best. What's what's uh, your favorite decade? The two thousand tens. Oh wow, that's yeah. awesome. Mm. It's tough. I mean, I'm so bad with that because I find like not to be kind of the democratic answer, but just like there's so many great movies in every decade, and it's just hard to really yeah. pinpoint. But the nineties were certainly amazing. I've always got a soft spot to there because that's when I was young and grew up. So. Not, I still have a sauce with the 90s for sure. I, I think you could say like every decade, I think by the end of every new decade, you might think the previous decade was the best just because the recency bias. Recency bias, yeah, that's right. I, I know that you, you actually, you were the one who taught me recency bias, that term, Ben. I appreciate it because oh. I've been using it a lot lately. <laughs> that's in my daily, life. <laughs> daily life, I love it. <laughs> but I, I do I do love the 2010s like, I would say the 2010s were very daring and maybe maybe one of the most interesting in terms of just this the range of films. But 
every decade I think you could argue was the best. Yeah, I can't fault any choice. Like there's there's great arguments made for practically any decade going from, you know, sixties on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well guys, yeah. I, I think I'm now starting to have a bit of nostalgia from decade play. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And no wonder twenty ten is your favorite decade. You did a whole show. Spotlight a decade. Yes, well done. And uh, I, I was just thinking about this. Dane, Ben, what were your guys' like first introduction into the world of cinema? Let's start with you, Ben. Oh boy. Um, I remember seeing The Lion King in the theaters. Ooh. I was like 94. That was well. The, the amazing about Lion King, I forget which movie I saw before then, but one of the coolest marketing things I can ever recall was the way they promoted the Lion King. Is they played the entire opening like Circle of Life musical sequence, and it was just like I think it actually started with a like you could probably find this on YouTube. But it started with like this graphic like in 1994, Walt Disney Pictures is putting out this landmark movie and we wanted to show you a scene right now and like something like that and then they played the entire like three minute that amazing circle of life sequence and just at the end of the thing at the end of the thing it just be like november 94 or whatever it was and just like you just never like they just played a full scene as a it's not like a quick cut trailer the only other movie i can recall doing that like disney had the movie funny enough dinosaur from like 2000 which I think they play the entire opening scene for that teaser, which do, mm. do, do, do you do you two recall the movie Dinosaur by chance? Um, some parts. Because yeah, really. it's like this, like the animate, the CG animation at the time was like the greatest I've ever seen. But I think it, you, you look back and now it's like, you know, there's so much advancement since where it doesn't, but at the time it was like great. But anyway, I'm just spitballing all the time. I love seeing Space Jam. I mentioned Space Jam. Space Jam in the theaters opening night was great. Oh, yeah. The Power Rangers movie. Yes. Great the theaters. <laughs> I remember all of these. Just some yeah. examples. And how about you? Probably. Sorry, you go first. I wrote out a list here quickly because I just had like a bunch come up. I don't know which was like more important than the other which was first but i would say like toy story fantasia jurassic park indiana jones lord of the rings land before time bugs life home alone star wars i think those mm-hmm. those are the, the foundation of what got me into film those yeah, films. Yeah. good choices you had even better taste back then <laughs> yeah, it's all downhill since Dane. Oh no, 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 no! no I'm, no, I'm, that's me. I'm joking. Don't worry. Don't worry. Now. I'm the roast master general for Dane. Don't worry. I peaked in the nineties. <laughs> what about you? Good question. Well, for me, it would have to be Harry Potter, like the first one. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Which Spielberg almost directed, which imagine what I think, because he was, imagine him directing the first Harry Potter. That would be wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like it really, it really was, I, ne- I never even read, read, read the books before that. I didn't even know it was based on the book until then. Yeah. But like, it was like all, all of the films, like I've, I've watched them every, every screening with my dad, who by the way is a huge fan. Like he's probably the biggest Harry Potter fan I know. Mm. And, 
like and I, I, like for, for a long time i was so like obsessed with this franchise i even bought like all like the the, the shirts the like all the props from the films i even know every single spell off the book like, oh, that's the awesome <laughs> wow it's really like this Harry Potter is basically the my the reason why I love movies. In your, that was your gateway, Nick. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Was Harry Potter's and or sorry, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Gateway. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> gateway computers. Remember Gateway computers? Yeah, it was exactly. a computer yeah. brand. I don't know. It like a cow print. That's so <laughs> gateway. Anyway. <laughs> but that's a great choice Nick. seriously thank you yes yes great cho- and also great choices all of you guys yes we are destined for greatness seriously <laughs> like it's like it's like written in the stars <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> oh hold on i just read this is so unrelated Acer acquired Gateway in 2007, so I'm actually using an Acer. I'm pretty sure there's an, I'm, no. I'm using Asus, excuse me, but I know the brand Acer. Yeah. A- anyway, that's <laughs> Gateway no longer exists. Poor <laughs> Gateway. Hope they're doing okay. No, I'm sure they are. They got that Acer money now. You know. Yeah. Acquired. Yeah. But yeah, we all go great gateways, all great movies, Jurassic Park, wonderful, great cast, lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. You'll never be able to relive those moments seeing those films for the first time. They're mm-hmm. very special. Very special. And before and before Nolan, there was Spielberg. Spielberg was actually my my first like I, idol in the film industry, like my first inspiration into joining the film industry before Nolan. Wow, that's amazing. Because there's no one more, honestly, no, but certainly like in terms of more versatility, that was Spielberg. He's done practically every every kind of movie. And like a, later this year, he's got West Side Story, his first musical. So he keeps inventing. He keeps trying to do new things. He's not just sticking to one genre or anything. He's mm-hmm. still pushing boundaries. And he pushed boundaries in 94, 93 with Jurassic Park. He does, just is incredible. Incredible man. Yeah. And that, has he, like, he's made more movies during back then in the 90s. Like, I, in the 2000s, 2010s, I don't think I we've heard much of Spielberg, have we? Because he hasn't been making any movies lately. Uh, he, did, he, he works in spurts. Like, I know he did, like, he did Ready Player One, and then he well, he did something else tied to that. Oh, he like the BFG. Uh, Lincoln. Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Oh, Lincoln's great. But what did he do? He did like, um, hold on. Oh, he did that. Like he did Ready Player One and uh, like at the post, the Tom Hanks Meryl Street movie. Like he did those movies back to back, like the Jurassic Park Schindler's List way. He likes what a workaholic. He's like, hey, I got these. I'm going to work on two movies. Whereas I'm doing one, I'm going to edit the other. It's just, especially even at his age, it's amazing. Yeah. Yes. Makes me feel and like talk about two completely different movies, like Ready Player One, completely popcorn movie, and then The Post, which is like the true story about like a newspaper kind of a scandal thing, and just yeah, really always versatile. Yes, yes, definitely. 
Bridge of Spies. The Coen Brothers help, right? I'm sorry. Just oh, look at this Bridge, Bridge of Spies. I forgot about that. Tintin's Great. War Horse. Man. Munich was amazing. That was 2005. Mm. Mu- oh, Munich and War of the Worlds were also the same year, 2005. So that's, man. Oh. War of the Worlds, Munich, <laughs> The Terminal, which I know you like, Nick. Mm. Terminal, yeah. Catch Me If You Can. Great cat and mouse movie. Minority Report, great. AI, great. Oh, and uh, um, Indiana Jones, like the, the last one, the Kingdom. Oh, that's of- right. Kingdom yeah, of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. And uh, the Terminal, I think, I think that's probably, from what I saw so far, is I think it's his most underrated film by far. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. Well, it's really, really funny. And I believe yeah. you talked about a similar experience to the terminal, right, Dane, where you got stuck in an airport for mm-hmm. how long was it? Uh, a day? Um, yeah, it was about, about a day. But obviously, like, terminal is like a few months, right? He's stuck for like a while. So I get a mini terminal. Yeah. <laughs> much, much, uh, much. Smaller scale, but yeah, it's, you, I think it's relatable. Like being stuck in airports is kind of not fun. But I wasn't really stuck in the airport. I left the airport, but yeah, it, it's it's it, yeah. it's crazy. It, else, you wouldn't be very, doing the show today if you were yeah, still stuck. <laughs> but it's it's very um, like the movie is very I think applicable today with mm-hmm. uh, the pandemic. A lot of people. Yeah. have been have gone stuck in other countries because of the the lockdown so i think more a lot relevant people, than ever yeah it's, it's crazy it's not good not good but the terminal good movie good movie good movie but yeah you don't you don't want to have that happen to oh you. no no you don't want to yeah. live the terminal you just want to watch yeah. the terminal watch a terminal don't live it <laughs> exactly exactly yeah great movie very, very nostalgic movie for me too. And Tom Hanks, I, I think, like Tom Hanks is an actor I see in most of Spielberg's films. He's basically like what if Samuel Jackson and Quentin Tarantino were the Spielberg and, and Tom Hanks, basically. Yeah, they work all together. It's a good pair, and it could also help produce like um, Band of Brothers together, the HBO miniseries. Wow. And also, they also did the specific. The, 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 I said the specific. I meant to say the Pacific. I'm illiterate, apparently. Both both of these kind of war miniseries, but World War Two, and um, yeah. Yes. And it appears since we've reached the the one hour mark, I'd like to ask you guys the question of the day. So, uh, what is each of you guys' favorite, like, best moment from the Jurassic Park films? Doesn't have to be the first one; can be also the sequels too. Let's start with you, Ben. Um, I mean, I uh, I know I referenced it before, but maybe because like the moment where they first see. Okay, Dane, dinosaur expert, help me. The one with the long neck. Uh, Is that Brontosaurus? Yeah, yeah, that would be. Brontosaurus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like where they first spot that, like Laura Dern and the kids spot that for the first time and just like pick up like the bridge, like they're looking at it's great. And I also love the the end where the helicopter swoops in and they pick them up and just the sweeping music. It just, there's like these great moments of awe for sure. 
I mean, there's so many amazing. We've talked about the great scenes from the first one throughout this episode. It's hard to pick just one. So, yeah, absolutely. There's so many scenes. What about you, Dane? <laughs> That's such a hard question. But maybe from the original one, um, I don't know what you would say is the scene. It's in, it's in the Joe Tominski documentary thing, like the the one With where the, the guy- flares. Yeah, up the flares. It's like raining. It's like nighttime, and then there's like a guy stuck in like a bathroom or something, and then the walls fall, and he's just like sitting on the the toilet. Yeah, what well, what would you even say is that scene? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't it's know. good. That's what it's, I say. It's just very it's memorable. Good. Very memorable. It is memorable. Terrifying. But what's that? There's that little computer anime guy, like the the, the tutorial, like the blue guy with the Mister. What the? Hold on. Keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Sorry. Uh. Like you know, it's like it's like the the guy who's. I should have refreshed this movie. It's just like he's like, oh, hello, welcome to Jurassic Park, and it's just like the little tutorial thing. He's kind of like the Clippy, you know, oh, from okay. Microsoft Word, the Clippy of uh, Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Did I dream this? Where is this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Keep Nine, I will find this before the end of the show. Uh, um, what, what's yours, Nick? What's your favorite? Ah, good question. Similar to yours, my favorite would have to be the the introduction of the T-Rex, you know, where the, wa- the water cup is vibrating. Mm. And then we, we hear noises and the and then the T-Rex comes in and does one big mighty roar. Like and the special effects done for the T-Rex are still great, even t- uh, more than 20 years later. They still haven't aged a bit. And yeah. that scene, like it really unnerved me the fir- the first time. It it actually like what felt like a family-friendly film then turned what was basically a horror film. Yeah. I think that's what made it so scary is like it was such a it feels like a family film but then it, does, it takes such a dark turn and i think that's what make like scary things are scarier if there's also the element of like like happiness included in the movie maybe because there's like the contrast so i think that was very a mood whiplash basically yeah, yeah. i think so i've come to briefly sorry to finish up i figure it's it mr dna i've attached in the group an image of the character he was as the jurassic park wiki says the goofy yet uncanny cartoon character designed to explain to jurassic park tourists who are to be assumed to be laymen how ingen recreated the dinosaurs an anamorphic dna helix with arms legs and a face he was created solely for the movie and never appeared in the novels and then um he also made an appearance in jurassic world too where colin trevorrow the director actually voiced the nude mr dna but yeah mm-hmm. shout out to mr dna Wow. Mr. DNA. <laughs> Mr. D- I remember him. Yeah, he was like a DNA strain, right? Yeah, he's just going to help explain, you know, how they created those dinosaurs. And he was, he was like, he was supposed to represent like the dinosaurs DNA, right? Like he was. Yes. Because that's what, that's how they created the, the dinosaurs is through, yeah, DNA. Class of those big cartoon bulging eyes. I'm just looking at the. It's such a. Everything's about anthropomorph. Uh, I can't even say that word. But like turning like uh, like things into like people and just a oh, DNA strain into. That was a great scene. That was really good. Yeah. I remember it explained like 
it explained how they built the park and the dinosaurs and oh yeah. and the mosquitoes the the, the um mummified mosquitoes yeah that's a great scene when's mr dna gonna get a spinoff or you should do like more educational yeah. films you know like for you where you wheel in the tv at school mr dna he's like he's like the new bill nye i like that yeah that's so cool yeah do that for like right? online class oh yeah that would be the new prof from Ooh, Mount Rose. Cool. <laughs> Mr. DNA. Like Brennan said, <laughs> our, new, our new school name is Online School. <laughs> yeah. You belong here, Mr. DNA. <laughs> Welcome to... Writing for Images. <laughs> Writing for... Welcome. Independent Media Project. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's I'm, I'm going to teach you about stats now. Oh, no, sorry, shout out to, no, I don't mean to boost stats. I'm sorry. No, no more stats. No, no. Speaking of which, I'll see you in stats in a few months, Ben. You and me. You're gonna do it this fall. I think so. Me and Chris <laughs> recently talked about this. Yeah, like the three of the three amigos. We're gonna do stats this fall. Oh. Online stats, baby. Jeez. We'll be in the lectures together. It'll be great. <laughs> Those are uh, I'm, no. I'm gonna get real off track on with stats. We're gonna keep this. We're gonna keep the sanctity of Sin City. I'm not talking about stats. <laughs> no more. No more. No more stats. That name is unholy. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, by the way, since you brought up um, about online classes, I can you guys some um, tell me a bit more about um, Brooks? Because uh, I. I've never met him, and I'm. And I hear you guys talk all great things about him, and I can't wait to meet him. So. Is yeah, he you, teaching more? Like I know Dane, you have him right now for documentary yeah. class, but is he teaching stuff in the fall? Yeah, I think they're doing another fall, uh, maybe even summer. Don't quote me on that, but I think definitely fall uh, documentary class. He, yeah, he's doing. He's doing the documentary uh, courses within the film minor, and it's, it's great. He's, he's really. He, unbelievable his choices are so good i highly recommend his class it's great i trust your word dm i have to watch one this afternoon for his class so i'm really excited which movie um gray gardens i think oh that is such a good thing that's such a good you movie oh i love it and like there's also the great documentary now parody of it hater and armison did uh, uh. I forget what they called oh, that. Sandy oh, Jackie like, Kennedy. Yeah, that is right. the, that is like you're just following these two, and then oh, little Edie, Big Edie. Yeah, that's it's so it's like entertaining. Like it's not like boring at all. It's just like you're just following these two, you know, uh, eccentric oh. characters. I'll I've say. heard about this. So this is like this is about the relatives of Jackie Kennedy, right? Yeah, it's but, but yeah, you're basically following their kind of broken down house they lived. It just it's you know, yeah. it's like good weirdo stuff. So oh, yeah, I'm excited. Brooks, for this. Good job, Brooks. Keep online classes weird. I like that. Or make online classes weird. That's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I they, love they've, that. They've been great so far. When's he gonna do Gummo? Learning <laughs> <laughs> <a> documentary. <laughs> It kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have oh, great gardens. Shout out to great gardens. Shout out to great gardens. Shout out to Kiki's Delivery Service. Great, great movies. Well, you haven't seen Great Gardens yet, but you'll think it's great. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Yeah. Probably started in a few minutes here. 
Oh, oh you're, gonna, you're gonna turn in a few minutes? Oh, like, after, yeah. Uh, I'm excited. It'll be good. Yeah. One. What, what happens? Well, I won't spoil it, but I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Sure. I'll say there's nothing really to spoil in, in the best way possible, but it's great. Like, you know, like it's fun though. Yeah. It's just like a move. It's like a move. It's like a. Do- it's like a moments. It's just like moments, mm-hmm. which I love those kind of dog. You know. Yeah. yeah you, you guys will like this class if you take it. I hope yeah. you do. Big Brooks. Yeah, Celia. I'll start registering for my classes this week, by the way. And I'll see if book thing pops up. It'll do. You're in registering? That's right. Right. Nice. It's already coming. Unbelievable. We're almost in September now. Yeah. Don't scare me, Dane. Two more months. We just entered June. Don't scare me. Oh, no. And uh, Wait, no. like a question for you guys too. Um, I, uh, I normally I don't watch. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I hate them. First of all, but I don't normally watch documentaries most of the time. But one that usually comes up to my mind that really stands out to me is: Have you guys seen or heard of Super Size Me? Oh yeah, Margaret Spurlock. Yeah, that's that's a fun like a social experiment. He has McDonald's for 30 days. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, you know, I know Dane, you're all about because you're anti McDonald's, Dane. So this movie kind of yes. showed, you know, <laughs> and like that was one of the things about documentaries like Crane Change because through that movie, they got rid of the supersized like size options, yeah. so, like fries and stuff. Yeah. Very and that's all because of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time I watch that film, I don't know, but I, every time I see it, like, I get really hungry. I <laughs> <laughs> crave for McDonald's. Yeah. As long as it's not, like, you're not hungry for, how, how long did he eat it? For, like, 60 30 days? days like 30, 30 or something days? <laughs> as long he, as you sorry, you, you finish. As long as you don't keep your hunger up for that long for McDonald's, I think you'll be okay. That's right. <laughs> and if I recall, um, he ate for 30 days and he remained the same weight, right? Did, I can't yeah. remember. I saw I saw it like a long time ago, but I feel like he had a gain some weight. I think he had like some real bad health problems, though. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I think sodium probably and a lot yeah. of other things, heart palpitations, all that stuff. Yeah, but I know what would make another great documentary too. Basically, the state McLean v McDonald's. <laughs> Oh, there you go. I don't want. I don't want in on this. <laughs> no, no, this is you taking them down. Like, you know, it's like what a court case. <laughs> you're the little guy, Dane, and you're taking down the big corporation. That would be. Uh, That'd be your legacy. That this, you know. This sounds like Brandon's angry Dane uh, <laughs> <laughs> project. <laughs> you don't get squashed by McDonald's, you know. You're trying to make a name for yourself, Dane. And then McDonald's, you know, they got probably, I would imagine, high-powered lawyers. You know, they're yeah. going to have like, helicopters circling your house, you know. It's just... <laughs> and, my, and my mom would love to assist you. She used to be a lawyer, too. So she hey, there you go. I commend you for her. That's right. Wow. That's an inspirational tale. I hope, I hope this is not a documentary. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No worries. I admire your, I admire your imagination. <laughs> no I, I promise you, you will take down McDonald's and no one will even know it was you. Nothing will be traced back to you. 
promise. Yeah. Oh. The the big M will turn into McLean's. You know, yeah. no more McDonald. You know, Golden Arches. You're the Golden Arches now. That'd be great. Yeah. So you'll that'd be not... so counterproductive. <laughs> it turn to McLean's, and then you'd be like, not the magazine. First of all, the confusion there, but then also like uh, sell oat bars there instead of Big Macs. Oh yeah. Change the game. Change the game from within. Yeah. But the thing is, there'd still be all these like hundreds of hundreds, hundreds, hundreds of thousands of locations worldwide. They just yeah. completely change what they're selling. Just oat bar sandwiches and things. Oat bars, yeah. I mean, You're the chef that now. Sounds, yeah. That sounds good, actually. I mean, I would think so. It's it's yours. <laughs> it's designed for you. So that now you'll own. So you'll basically own a podcast and now a restaurant, and soon in the future, your very own bar. One man versus me. You have DM your BF playing in every 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 McDonald's, oh. Sin City. DM your BF just you know instead of like the music playing just those you know. Oh, just just a quick question um uh, about this about our anti McDonald's talk should I um you know um like do like um cut this out in case it could you know inspire sedition or inspire others to start a movement. <laughs> No, no, don't cut this out. This is, you know, <laughs> I hope I'm all about taking down the system, as you heard earlier. So just that that, that you could cut cut that, obviously. But <laughs> this is good. I love this. We are the new anonymous. Let's take it stuff. It's just satire, you know. It's just people people know we're joking, right? Or do they? Hmm. <laughs> it's a real troublemaker today. <laughs> that will never get sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, are we, are we losing anything there? I don't know. No, that's what I say. We got nothing to lose. You know. <laughs> yeah. Take them down. <laughs> Goodbye, McDonald's. Tomorrow, McLean. Yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. taking a really interesting turn from Jurassic Park. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> it's so random. McLean yeah. yeah. Manessis, there we go. M&M? It'll be two golden arches. McLean and Manessis. Yes. Because right. you, you love McDonald's, but like, I, I think McDonald's could be good if they switch their what they sell so we're the perfect yeah. team you know you you appreciate them i see the potential for change more humane approach perfect team you know the duo yes. double m double yeah. m of course we're gonna do this a humane way we're not gonna write graffiti in the wall saying death to mcdonald's mclean is the new mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> oh boy I think you're hanging around me too much, Nick. This is the kind of talk I would do. <laughs> I love you getting radicalized. I mean, it's funny, but I mean, like... I but it's true. I mean, it's, it's kind of... It's kind of, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of true. I don't, I'm not promoting it, but, like... It's funny. You're doing it's the funny. opposite effect. It's funny to think about it. It's, it's very, uh, very fever dream, very fever dreamish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, what do you guys think? Jurassic Park forever? Yes. Forever. Yes. Forever. So, yeah, love the movie. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I guess, yeah, the third one's coming out next year sometime. Interesting to see how that goes. And also, Trevor has more to prove because he did the first one big hit and then he got offered to do the the star wars mm-hmm. and he lost that job and now it's like kind of like this is his big kind of thing to like redeem himself after he had like a big public humili- humiliation from losing the movie the star wars movie like okay i got really like nailed this so i, th- I think he's gonna have a lot to prove and there's a good i think it could there's a good chance it'll be good Oh yeah, I remember. He was supposed to direct the Rise of Skywalker. That's right. He was like, like writing it and do all that. So this is what he did instead, and just yeah. I mean, by choice, he would have wanted to do Star Wars, but yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Shout out to Michael Crichton for creating this whole universe. Without Michael Crichton, we talk a lot about Spielberg, but without Michael Crichton. No Jurassic Park, no Westworld, none of that. So shout out to Michael Crichton. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very, very true. Yes. And looks like that's all the time we'll have for now. And also, and since Ben's here, I also want you to know, guys, that even though times are really dark and difficult, you guys are really keeping things in a positive, in a positive spirit for me. You guys, oh. heroes, also. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. You, you also, you have just positive spirit. You help inspire me too. Oh, thank thank you, you, Nico. Thank you. You've, thank you. uh, you've shown what it what it means to be just resilient. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Couldn't have done it with you guys as well. Hmm. So, cheers to that. By the way, this bottle is empty, so. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> Until then, this has been Sin City. I'm Nick Manessis. I am, um, no, I'm not gonna, I'm, I was gonna give myself the same name. I forgot your, I you forgot your name for a second. <laughs> well, Dave, you forgot your name. Dave McLean, Jurassic Park fan since day one. Yeah. That's the new Big Mac. The, the new Big Mac? Mm-hmm. Big Mac Clane, I love it. Yes. I'm guest Ben. Guest Ben here. Big Jurassic Park fan. Not a fan of McDonald's, but I love McLean's. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See you next week. Same time as always here on Sin City, live from cmru.ca.